Hey, Ravings and Cravings here, otherwise known as Ruth Hartunian Ellenbaugh, with a new show brought to you by the Wyndham Economic and Community Development folks and foodie people and businesses from all over our listening area and beyond. Today, I am here, finally, because this, I don't know, has it taken us a good year to finally even get together? Is that about right? Yep. I think so. I am here, finally, we should do a drum roll. <laughs> with Kelly Case from Katie Crop Farms in Chaplin, Connecticut. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you. We are recording this on site where you make a lot of your product here at the Click Kitchen. So let's go ahead and just get like right to the nitty gritty stuff. Tell us about what you have to offer and what you're making at Click. And um, I'm going to also talk about what I just sampled. So you go first, though. All right. Um, I am a farmer of 16 years. Um, I grow all sorts of crops in Chaplin on mm -hmm. our five-acre piece. Mm -hmm. um, we grow all sorts of vegetables, all sorts of fruit, and we go to four different farmer's markets. Mm -hmm. We have a CSA, and um, we also have some wholesale accounts with our value-added products of jams, jellies, pickles, relish, chutney, and salsas. Ugh, so... Luckily, back in the day when the Click got a grant in 2019, I think it was, mm -hmm. um, for helping farmers produce value-added products at a certified kitchen. Mm -hmm. So they kind of took away all those fees of the kitchen, um, the help in the kitchen, mm -hmm. paying for the serve safe class. Oh, wow. That's so great. So I was able to get the grant and process here for at least a year. Okay. And then after that year, I just became a member because, mm -hmm. you know, we wanted to wholesale our products that mm -hmm. we grow um, and, you know, get into the whole market and make a living, a big living off of it. <laughs> because you have bills to pay? Is that really? Yeah. Do you? Do you have bills to pay? Oh, yeah. I think everybody does. Yeah. But... I mean, last week we were supposed to get together and you got a flat tire on your vehicle. So, like, you know, life does happen, right? Oh, yeah. It's just like everyone else. I'm I'm interested in that term that you used a couple times called uh, the value-added type of product. What in the world does that mean? It always means like you're taking a raw product like, say, cucumbers, okay. and you're making them into pickles. Like oh. you're just making it into a totally different product, but you're still using, yeah. using all the raw products. Oh. So it could go for anything if someone was making uh, pesto or any kind of mm -hmm. sauces, like even... Mm -hmm. Doug, with his Dragon's Blood Elixir, he makes hot sauces from all sorts of raw vegetables. Mm -hmm. So you're taking raw produce mm -hmm. and making it into something totally different. And um, we make everything into glass jars that mm -hmm. are recyclable mm -hmm. and um, shelf-stable for a year. Mm -hmm. Like it's shelf-stable for a year and then another year in your fridge. <laughs> it mm -hmm. usually doesn't last that long, but it's a great product because, you know, you're, you're trying to promote mm -hmm. sustainability. Right, right. Because if the power goes out or whatever, and this was perfect during COVID because everyone was stocking up on everything and mm -hmm. you know, didn't know what was going to happen. So all this comfort food mm -hmm. in jars made everyone feel better. So you have some very unique markers about your business that make you more, uh, yeah, unique. I guess I'm being redundant than others. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you do that make you who you are. Yeah, um, well... And like I was telling you before, mm -hmm. um, I graduated from UConn with a degree in uh, animal science, mm -hmm. bachelor's of science. And then after that, I did the Peace Corps in Tanzania, East Africa. So living in a village without running water, electricity, and just mm -hmm. being the odd man out, but yet, and learning a new language, Swahili, it was like amazing. And I just loved, 
I began to love farming. It's in my blood anyways. Like, <laughs> so how, how long did you do that? Was that a year? Two years. You were in Tanzania for two years. Two years, yep. You know, that, you know, my, my respect for you has just grown a few notches. That, to go to a foreign country, I mean, vacation is one thing. But to essentially plant yourself somewhere. Yeah. And well, plus it was before, like, you know, now the Peace Corps volunteers have phones and they're kept track of and everything. But oh. we had nothing. Like, that was back when internet was just starting. Like, in 99, well, internet oh, just oh my started. Gosh. And I was like, so we had to wait to do internet, like, once a month or once every three months <gasps> and rely on mail, which took a couple of snail, months. Right, snail mail. Yeah. What, what was your greatest takeaway from being there for two years and farming, what what was the greatest thing? Like, what really captured your heart there? Oh, the people. The people were amazing. The food, like everything was just made from scratch. Mm -hmm. And um, the animals, and it's just amazing. And the slow-paced life. Like, mm -hmm. we are so fast here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, like, we, we don't talk to each other and stuff. And over there, you know, you have to greet. You won't get anywhere mm -hmm. with anybody if you just get into what you're, you know, trying to say. Mm -hmm. You have to mm -hmm. greet, ask about the family, all this stuff. And, yeah, it was just amazing. Just, yeah, a lot of bike yeah. riding. <laughs> wow, so you know, it, it sounds like a healthier environment. You got <clears throat> your physical exercise. You had fresh food. I mean, Yeah, it was then. difficult because, you know, you have a growing season and then, you know, nothing for a while. Because they, they have, like, basically rains mm -hmm. from Christmas time through a few months, like three months of rain. Oh, boy. So that's their growing period. And luckily, some of them have, you know, places by the river so mm -hmm. you could grow year-round. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a tough, tough life. Mm -hmm. And there's seriously a lot of things, you know, the mortality rate is mm -hmm. very high. Infant mm -hmm. death is very high. But mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. the people and the, the structure and just everyone cares about each other. Mm -hmm. It's a very amazing place. Did, I think you pr you must have brought some of that back with you, didn't you? Oh, some things <laughs> from the village? Or? Some of, I mean, like, like the, some way of I the, live life. the way people live, the way you live. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely talk, you know, like I just... I mean, I'm a farmer. Mm -hmm. We're at farmer's markets mm -hmm. talking to people, mm -hmm. especially during, I remember distinctly during COVID, like we were like the people, like nobody went out except they went to the farmer's market. So that was like their interaction with people time. So yeah. we talked mm -hmm. and we, you know, try to make light of things. And, yeah. You kind yeah. of can't zoom in a farmer's market, right? You can't do it. Right? Yeah. And I'm just so glad they weren't shut down. Like we were considered essential workers. Yeah. And it was just great. It was, you know. It's like we were like almost the psychologist. <laughs> Pharmacologist? Yes. F-A-R-M. 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 Yeah. Love that. Well, it says you use organic and chemical-free no-till no techniques to grow your produce. And uh, you seek to reduce your carbon footprint and keep the soil happy. When you say no-till, what in the world does that mean? We try very hard. We use a lot of cover cloth that we reuse mm -hmm. every year. Um, we don't use, like I used a little bit of plastic just to grow onions because onions are super hard to grow and I thought I'd try a little Really? Experiment. Onions are hard to grow? For us, yeah, because huh. we're still working on the soil. Um, you know, it gets depleted very fast. New England soil is It's a, hard. It is. It yeah. is. So you have to always apply a compost. Um, and we're getting to cover crops. We're doing a lot of cover cropping, mm -hmm. um, a lot of rotation because mm -hmm. it's, you know, on a small, you know, it's big enough for me to handle, but mm -hmm. it is like three acres. So you have to rotate crops out pretty good. I mean, you have your established blueberries mm -hmm. and the strawberries and the raspberries. 
but other things can move mm-hmm. around. Um, and yay, you're a woman-owned business, and you said you do all the farming? Yeah, we sometimes, like, I get some oh help in gosh. the kitchen, luckily, <laughs> a little bit of help in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, my kids do help when it is absolutely necessary, like, <laughs> if we have to get the garlic in, because, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to snow tomorrow or something like that, mm-hmm. um, or the potatoes have to go in, like, they will help at the they bitter will. end. They are okay, only 10, <laughs> 14, so they're still mm-hmm. young, mm-hmm. Um, but, and then, you know, I have been doing mentorships with uh, some of the local high schools. I did work with Parish Hill at one time. I've been working with E.O. Smith for a little bit. You know, a high schooler was coming out at once a mm-hmm. week to work on the farm, and then he helped out in the kitchen. So, you know. You know, I really I really like that idea because, to me, the world and collaboration is going to be more and more necessary. Like, we can't really afford to just do something by ourselves. We really do need to partner with other people, other organizations. And really, I mean, you're kind of you're mentoring the next generation of farmers, and as we know, no farm, no food. Right. Right? So yeah. this is a critical, it's a critical thing. It's a critical issue. Yeah, and we always get the kids that never did anything on a farm before. So it's very enlightening to them. And I to bet. know, yes, this is hard work, but you get, you know, I like show them all the mm-hmm. juicy tomatoes or the things that you just pick and you mm-hmm. can eat right there and they're so much better than you get in the store kind oh, yeah. of thing. So it's, uh, I love teaching. You know, I have been in other schools. I've been part of the Barrows has that wonderful agriculture club. Mm-hmm. Um, so like mm-hmm. a lot of people reach out to me mm-hmm. for advice or whatever and it's good to help them, you know, get things rolling with their gardens well, or whatever. I am sure they appreciate it. I am curious about how you got the name of your farm, farm KD Crop. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, after the Peace Corps, I came back, worked a little at UConn, and then mm-hmm. I bumped into my husband-to-be. Uh-huh. So when you go out with someone and things are getting serious, um, you you know you say what you really want to do. What I really wanted to do when I get back mm-hmm. from the, when I got back from the Peace Corps was to start a farm eventually. Mm-hmm. And back then it was super. It was much harder to start a farm because they didn't have the mm-hmm. beginner farmer programs or anything that they have today. So so what, around what year is that? We're talking two thousand. Uh, well, we got married in 2006, so okay. around 2005, 2004, mm-hmm. and there was nothing. I mean, it was hard. Mm-hmm. We just had land links. I'm sure it still exists, but that was mm-hmm. hard. So yeah, so I was like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna farm. If we get married, we're gonna start a farm. <laughs> And this is what I want to do. And he's like, okay. Lay it out. Lay yeah. it right out in the open there, yeah. right? Yeah, and we um, we actually worked with George Pirtle, um at his farm in Glastonbury, um, Old Maid's Farm. Oh. He was totally organic, and he gave us a couple hundred eight, you know, a couple hundred feet to grow the kohlrabis, and we did soybeans and something else. That's awesome. Yeah. So wow. we started together before we got married and huh. just tried it out. Mm-hmm. And then when we got married, we joined... You know, stores farmers market. Yeah, and then yeah. we added a couple more, and um, yeah. So K is the first letter of my name, mm-hmm. Kelly, mm-hmm. and Derek is my husband, so D. Mm-hmm. And then crop because we grow a ton of different crops, mm-hmm. and farms because we have the crops, we have the fruit, we have the chickens and the ducks mm-hmm. for eggs, and, and now right. we have the value added <clears throat> yeah. products. Yeah, you have to you have to stop at the chicken and duck egg part. Okay, so like <laughs> let's back up there because. You know, I was telling you before we pressed the button to start the interview that I am a big fan of duck eggs. Tell me how we can get your eggs and where do they supply them? Yeah, um, we bring them to uh, the Tallinn Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. Um, I will bring them to the Stores Farmer's Market. We always bring them to Ashford Farmer's Market. So those are uh, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
Tallinn's on Saturdays, Ashford's on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, so we bring them there. And then we also throw them in our CSA. So we have a weekly CSA. Hmm. People could sign up by the week. I just send out emails and say, hey, this is what we have. We put six items in the bag for like $25. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell me if they want it. We also have the shareholders that you know pay up front for the year or... Wait, wait. So you yeah. say you could you could do this CSA for like just one week. So like, if I want something from your farm just for one, yeah. now see, I never heard of that. Most yeah. people it's are different. like, you have to kind of pay for like three or four months, or see like the fall season and the summer season or something like that, right? Yeah, and a lot wow. of times what happens is we have a few, we have just a few seasonal people, mm-hmm. you know, and so we're like, well, and we started it originally in 2013 with the Chaplin Elementary School. Because oh. my kids used to go there mm-hmm. as little guys, and um, we were doing the farm, and then we just, you know, started doing, we give money back to the PTO mm-hmm. at Chaplin Elementary School, and then eventually when my kids started going to Barrows, we mm-hmm. added um, Barrows STEM Academy, so they get a dollar per bag, wow. basically, that's, whoever the people want to that's donate generous. to. generous. Yes, it is, but, you know, we feel good about it, mm-hmm. you know, um, so we've had this relationship for quite a while. So we're here with Katie Crop Farms with Kelly Case, and they're located in Chaplin, Connecticut. Tell us, now this is like part of the best part. Tell us about the jams, the jellies, the product that you create and make here at the Click Kitchen. I got to sample four things. Okay, so people in Radioland, you should just be really jealous by now. One thing, uh, I'll talk a little bit about what I tried, but tell us about what you have to offer as far as these kinds of products. Okay, so we have, you know, some signature jams and jellies. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cranbanero is our cranberry habanero, habanero spicy jelly mm-hmm. that um, people love. And it's what we started with because we grew like 100 feet of habanero plants. That is a lot of it's habaneros. A lot. So, and that was back in the day when uh, the farmer's market, Willamantic farmer's market was run by, I forgot her name. Oh, but, was it at the Jilson? Was it at yes. Jilson when it was... At that location? Yeah. So yep. originally with her, because we had so many. Oh, was I was it like, Kate? No, I forgot no. her name. Sally? No. Maybe it was. But anyways. Somebody. Yes. But anyways, back in the day, so mm-hmm. we had so much, and we just made a box full. And it was like, hey, we went to the Lily Co-op. I was like, who needs hot peppers? <laughs> so we made a box for her, and then we had a ton left. I was like, what are we going to do with all this stuff? So I looked around for recipes, mm-hmm. and that's when we made the cranberry habanero, because it takes like... 60 peppers per batch so really that yeah, many so that many. so it's very fruit rich yes right? yeah it's got the cranberries and the peppers and some red peppers in it and... i say it's time to pull that out for thanksgiving mm-hmm. what do you say huh yeah like spice up your thanksgiving a little so this 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 woman brought a brick of cream cheese early this morning so that i could try it with the cranbonero jelly and we mix it together, and it is really good mixed together. So if you're concerned about how hot and spicy, like you said, the cream, the cream cheese cuts the heat. But uh, I think I could probably eat it right out of the jar, too. I think it would be just fine. And do people make, like, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with that one? Yeah, there was a guy that got them every week and made his peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. 
Um, and then, yeah, it's really popular for the holidays. When Thanksgiving comes up and um, Christmas, mm -hmm. we also get orders online for it. Someone just bought it um, for so Florida. You can, you can order product online? Yeah, we do have an online store. So what's the website for that? Uh, it's just kdcropfarms.weebly.com. We, Got to get the Weebly in yeah, there, guys. Yeah, you do, until okay. we get our own domain, which is going to happen shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we definitely set up an online store. I think it was right around COVID time so that people could just pre-order or mm -hmm. pay online or whatever. So yeah, we offer that. Um, we also have mom's apple pie jam, which is a great mm. holiday jam. Mm -hmm. Um, good over ice cream and just out of the jar. People just eat it. Probably would be good over things like what pound cake, angel food cake, mm -hmm. anything that needs a little something more, something. Yeah. Like and I think um, some places were experimenting. I know Canberra Bread, mm -hmm. they experimented with our Cranbonero. They made a Cranbonero donut. <gasps> really? Oh, and then the farmer's cow, they buy it regularly from me. I forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah. And they put it on their turkey, hot turkey sandwiches. So oh. it makes the turkey so much better. That's, that's great. That is a wonderful collaborative effort there. Yeah, I've been trying to get into restaurants for a long time. And I also gave um, Canberra some mom's apple pie jam mm -hmm. to experiment with their donuts, too. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, and then we do reduced sugar jams, Yay. which is Yay. using half the sugar. Mm -hmm. um, we make a blueberry, strawberry, peach, and raspberry. And you can find those at Willie Co-op. They get a lot of our jams. I tried the blueberry one this morning, and it is just one biteful of the, the whole berry at a time. It's kind of more marmalade because it has all that fruit in there. Is that, would There's that be no fair to say that? There's no lemon in there. No lemon. So marmalade, would marmalade have a lemon in it? Always, yeah. Okay, so forget that idea. <laughs> it just had a lot of fruit in it. Let's yeah. just say that. Loaded. And it is, and you don't really, I didn't miss the sugar. Yeah. Really didn't need it. It was awesome. Yeah. It's really, really very good. Yeah. And then some weird ones we do, which are really good too, is the flower petal jellies. So that is always very seasonal because you start with the dandelions mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. they start first come out in the spring. Mm -hmm. And then we move on to the... You make a dandelion jelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. I'll have to make more of that next year. It's like I literally have to seed the dandelions. So you don't have any available now? Like if Not someone right wanted now, that. but next It is spring. a seasonal. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. And as things get more popular, like we're getting our name out. We are interested in doing wholesale and mm -hmm. all that. So as we get more, you know, wants, mm -hmm. we'll be making more of a crew. You know, I want to make more of a crew for the kitchen mm -hmm. and then more of a crew for the farm. So, mm -hmm. yes, I think in the future I will be hiring Okay, that's yes. good news. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to put up some ads in Lily Co-op. And um, I, I don't want, I know, I want to get back on the jelly track, but I don't want to miss the fact that there are some people who really don't use computers or do email and order online and stuff. So, do you have a phone number that people can oh, yeah, call yeah. for orders? Yep, um, my phone number is two zero three five nine two four nine three nine. Say it, say it one more time, because some people probably are like running to get their pens or pencils or something, <laughs> or even texting it to themselves. I do that kind of thing. So give people your phone number one more time. So two zero three five nine two four nine three nine. Okay. Yep. Great. Okay, back to jams and jellies. The you were onto the flower petal ones. Oh yeah. Okay. So like as the lilacs come out, we make a lilac blossom <gasps> jelly. Really? I bet that smells awesome. Yeah, and it's one of our favorite flowers because me and my husband got married in May, so we had the lilacs uh, all over the place during our so wedding. Like, how would you serve that? Do you have a suggestion for lilac jelly? Um, we love it over bagels. You know, it's good on bagels, toast. Um, you just know, crackers. anywhere you'd use jelly, just in yeah, general. Yeah, definitely. 
And then the chive blossom jelly comes out next um, with the little, you know, purple blossoms. Mm-hmm. You make a tea from that. So that's like an onion jelly. It's like a, got that Ooh, taste. So that that's extremely good. good over bagels. That would be nice to put in like a homemade barbecue sauce yep. probably or something, huh? I think someone used it on lamb or something like they did oh, something yeah. with some meat. Yeah. That would be like a glazy thing. Yep. That sounds, I'm hungry. <laughs> Keep going. Tell us more. What else? Um, And then we get on to the pickles and relish. Um, We've made some, we do some uh, kohlrabi crazy. No, I did try that. Yep, that was really good. It was uh, a light, not uh, a little bit dilly. Wasn't too sweet because I know that you have to put a little sugar in there. But uh, it's it's very nice. I I could eat that right out of the jar. Very nice kind of relish pickly thing. Very good. I loved it. Yeah, and it's mixed, you know, it's got the kohlrabi, which people always ask what a kohlrabi is. Okay, so tell people what it is. <laughs> Might as well get that out of the way. Okay. So um, it, it grows, um, it's like a little ball that grows above the ground with these huge leaves. Mm-hmm. And it usually has a thick skin, either purple or green. And we cut off the skin because it's very tough. Mm-hmm. And inside is a nice crunchy vegetable that's like sweet, like a, I always say, like a sweet broccoli stem. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of taste. As you would probably say, it is similar. Mm-hmm. And so it's a cross between a turnip and a cabbage. So it does have that nice crunchy taste. It is nice. And then yeah. I mix it with cauliflower and carrots. Mm-hmm. So it's all, and our garlic, of course, and dill. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice mix. It's back in the day, we had so many kohlrabis and no one knew it was a kohlrabi. So we couldn't <laughs> sell any. So we're like, okay, let's pickle this. And I think that was one of our first pickles. We still make it to this day. Mm-hmm. So, and then we do the farmer and the dill, which you saw the big spears of cucumbers with the same kind of brine. So it's like mm-hmm. a fresh dill pick. You know, I, I I like the brines, and mm-hmm. actually, I will save the brine and throw some ice cubes in there and just drink it. Yeah. Or I'll reuse it. Like I'll put my hard-boiled eggs in the in the brine, poke holes in it, and then I get my pickled eggs. I'm like, I can't throw this away. Yep. Because it is really, it's very tasty. You also have relishes and salsas. You you have so many great products. And I can't believe that we're already going to be running out of time. So I'm going to just kind of wrap things up and say thank you, Kelly Case from Katie Crop Farms, for being here on Ravings and Cravings here on WILI. Good company. It's 1400 AM, 95.3 FM. I hope a lot of people find you in the future, if not today. And um, good luck on more business ventures. Thank you so much. You're welcome.